The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. How's your day, Ajay? I hate allergies. So let me make something very clear. I'm not sick. I have allergies. Is that the same thing, though? Did you get your temperature checked as you came in? Yeah. Just uh, to make sure? 68 and a half. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Okay. Yes. Like I am on the court, Eric. Cold-blooded. Ice in the veins. Mm. So you're like a, what, a, a lizard? Call me like a Ray Are Allen. Are you one of those lizard people? Robert Or Wait, how do you mean? You're a lizard person. Wait, what is a lizard person? You haven't hey, heard of lizard people? I have dry skin, like so. Like my like my legs are snakes, because do, do a Google not right now because we're trying to do a live radio show. But at some point, you need to do a, a, a Google search of lizard people. They have like infiltrated the highest levels of government. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Look at this guy. Yeah, you're you're a, you're a lizard person. Mark Zuckerberg's a lizard person? Oh, I haven't heard he was yeah. suspected to be a lizard person. Shia Buff is a lizard person. Mm. Okay. Vanessa Hutchins? She's beautiful. Now don't don't consider yourself in the same classification as those people. Well other than being a lizard person. What? Maybe we're related and we still <laughs> don't even know it. Hey, did you see the flyover today? Uh, so I might have been sitting on the toilet while it was happening, and I didn't even know it was coming. I had no idea there was some flyover happening. Suddenly there's today. a rumble, and you thought, is that me? No, that's not me. No, no. My toilet's having problems. No. Uh, so I didn't even know there was some, like, any flyover or anything. And then I just heard these planes, and I was like, that was really low. Why are you? What the heck was that? So then I, I hop on Twitter because I was about to tweet out, hey, I'm sitting on a toilet, and I heard planes go to the house. Is there anything wrong? And then I saw like 25 tweets saying that, hey, the flyover was so cool. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Please pick another time to do it, though. <laughs> Work around my schedule, people. I thought it was cool. Did uh, you Did you go out and watch it? Yeah, did. How many jets you were know, there? They, they, it was four jets, and they stuck to more the eastern side of, of Cache Valley. Uh, and because they wanted to do a flyover of medical facilities, and okay. that's mostly where they're located. Sure. Then they did a, a kind of a, a turn and then came down through Box Elder County, flew over Brigham City Hospital. Uh, so really cool to see them come up this far. There was st- um, some uncertainty whether or not they would make it this far north. There was some weather, and there was concerns about fuel, but they made it happen, and it was cool. But what blows me away is that these four jets took off in Ogden, well, Layton, went all the way to St. George, came back up to Logan, and then back to the base in two hours. Holy crap. And they're not flying at full throttle either, which really? is crazy. Yeah. So pretty cool that they did that. Uh, nice tribute to the, the, the people that are on the front lines dealing with all this that's been going on with the coronavirus. Um, but, uh, yeah, nice tribute. And there's been a lot of other cool tributes that are going on. So Yeah, that is awesome. Cool Good. stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. Hey, there was something said at the top of the hour. I wanted to I wanted to ask you um, that there are players and executives in the NBA that are saying that they need to shut down the season because they feel like there's just too much doubt, too much uncertainty, too much what if, and no solutions even as of yet, and that they just want to prepare for the 2021 season. 
What is your thoughts on that? Do you just say, you know what? We don't know, and we're sick of not knowing, and we're at a point where if we're playing from June to August, like, what the heck? Or even if you're a college football, do you maybe say, look, we don't know if we're even going to get a full season in. Let's shut it down and wait till next year. Well, let's start with the NBA first. What are your thoughts? So I think it's an interesting point because whatever they do this year to finish off this season is going to have a profound effect on next season. If they try to finish what's left to be undone with the – 259 or whatever the number is, um, games that need to be played collectively and then do a, a, a playoffs, it's going to affect what you do next year. I, I get that. Um, and it's, it's just it's so hard. You know, these are really hard conversations and decisions to make because on the one hand, man, I, I feel bad for a veteran team that Lakers. Has, for some of these guys, like this is their shot. It, there's going to be uncertainty next year with how they age, how they'll be able to fit into a system. Um, and, and so I kind of feel bad for some of those teams that were basically in position to do something special this year. Um, and it's not just for them, but other teams that were in a playoff hunt that, hey, we're, we've been getting some things together. We're getting there. We were, we made the playoffs a year ago or whatever. And, now it's not just making the playoffs, but now we're fighting for home court, and that's just it's gone. You know, those are opportunities that are taken away. I I feel bad for those, and then I, f- I feel like look, let's try to find a way to finish it out, give these guys some closure, an opportunity to get this done. But at the same time, the longer this goes, you have to have those just cold hard discussions. Like, can this really happen? A and B. This is going to affect not just what we do. This summer, this is going to affect what we do in a, in a year from yeah, now. Yep. So, at what point do you say we're past the point of no return, and we just have to call it a day, lick our wounds, Re- reload, and get ready, figure for out our team. losses, yeah, and just let's just be safe. Let's clear the deck, and we'll try to have a normal, regular season in 2020, 2021. What is that point of no return? I'm not sure what it is, but I think that we're f- quickly approaching it. Um, if it's is it June one, I don't know. I mean, four weeks ago we thought May first was the day, and that's tomorrow. We still don't know. Is that crazy? Is that and there's clear evidence in a lot of places around the country where it, the curve has been flattened or there's been a decline. Um, but. How many more weeks do we need to keep going and be cautious of not having a second wave? And that's why I think you have to just go to the medical experts and use. You have to rely on them. Yeah, I I can understand where those players and execs are coming from when they say, "Look, we we we're in too much of that limbo mode, and it's just it's hurting us, you know, and it's and it's frustrating for all of us. Let's just shut it down and restart." But you're right. There are veteran teams. I'm going to put the Lakers on that list that are. This might be LeBron's best and last shot. Because in free agency, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to go where. And if that happens, where another Western team, Rockets or Clippers, load up. Or Jazz. Or the Jazz, which they won't because they have internal issues and. They all figured out, you know, where... Maybe they figured those issues out one way or the other. Yeah. You know, 
But if you tell, if you tell LeBron that this season's over and that he'll have to start for next year, I don't know where his interest level's at. He's like, man, this was my best. Like we had Anthony Davis, you know, myself, Danny Green. We we actually had a legit shot. Now, does that change next year? Maybe, maybe not. Los Angeles will still be a destination location. Sure. But Especially are, since but LeBron the James is there or Anthony or the Davis Lakers, is there. Or Kawhi and Paul George is on the other side. Is the Clippers the destination that people want to go be a part of? Because they don't want to play next to Danny Green. Or they don't want to play next to, or they don't have JaVale McGee on their team. Or does Golden State, who, by the way, will have a top 10 pick because they suck so bad, if the lottery goes as it does. Top five? Top five pick, Eric. They get Steph Curry back. They get Clay Thompson back. Draymond Green's coming back. You get one more guy in your top, in your top, in your lottery pick. Who knows? Who knows? And then, by the way, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving are both ready to go. It's, it, I mean, I can see both sides of the coin. I think that I go back and forth on this. We've talked about this. I think at some point you have to be cautious, make sure everybody is going to be safe uh, for your organization. Last thing you want is a, a a player to get sick. He takes it home to his family, and you have other people to get sick, and someone dies. Uh, that's the worst case scenario. And if you start to push to have things open too soon, they could that could come back to bite you. Uh, but at the same time, I think we're to the point where if you're doing regular checks of your staff and players, if you're following protocols, if you're keeping things sanitized and clean, we're, we're finding that the, the percentage of people that get really sick from this actually is really, really low. I'm not trying to minimize those who have been sick and have had some really bad stuff as a result. But when you look at the numbers of all this aggregate, the percentage of people who have had it that end up being hospitalized is really still pretty low. Uh, and, and maybe they just, once they identify, hey, you've got a fever, stay home. That player stays home. Not the whole team, not the whole league shuts down, but that player gets isolated. And maybe, yeah, it's, it's, you're playing two weeks without your star player. It may be possible, but you got to be sure. Does it mean you have to shut the whole league down? I don't know. And the other thing we're starting to see more and more come out, Eric, is the expression and reaction of players around the league, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, of saying, I don't know if I want to go back out there and risk my life for this. This isn't worth it. Right. I think you're going to have the the social and political pressure on on both sides. One that says, gosh, look how low the rate of infections are. Let's open things up. This isn't just uh, physical health. This is economic health. This is mental health. We've got to get something going. But then there's also the other social pressure that says anybody out in public not wearing a mask, I mean, they will social shame you. And that's still going to go on probably for another, who knows, six months. So uh, I think the NBA is put in a difficult situation. The NBA owners say, hey, look, we, we still want these games to happen. But we also have to understand what this means and how it could affect people. Yeah, you got to look at the kind of longer perspective of things. Man, it's just, it's it's crazy. Like, that basketball's in such a limbo mode. 
as you said, Eric, we're at May 1st tomorrow, and there are supposed to be a bunch of answers and, and details and information, and there is, I guess, dining services in Utah open tomorrow. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yeah, some of them will, yeah. yeah. Not all of them will, because I mean, there's certain restrictions that you have to follow in order to do that, and I think some of them are like, it's probably easier for us to just do what we're doing with the takeout and delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them taking advantage of the downtime to do some remodeling, so they're not ready to be open. But technically, they could be opened as long as you make a reservation and all those kinds of things. Yeah, uh, so I think we're getting there. But again, May first is tomorrow, and we're not going to be we're not going to have as much of the information as we would hope to hear by tomorrow. Now, and, and I think also the other underlying thing, Ajay, is that in some parts of the country, it's vastly different than others. Yeah, in some parts of the country. You could open up full bore, maybe not quite full bore, but with mass gatherings. But you can open things up a lot. While so, in other parts of the country, man, you still still best to stay home if you can. Iowa University said they're going to be going full go for football on June first. They're going. Uh, or they're going to try to. That's their goal, I guess. Is what well, I think I read something from Iowa. Maybe it's not Iowa University. Uh, I thought it was Iowa. I need to go back and look at that. Yeah, now but basically, it. they were they were. It was an athletic director, or was it president? It might have been the athletic director. I gotta go back. Uh, here's a full quote from the Iowa uh, president, Bruce Harold, to Regents today. "Quote: We have a moratorium on all team-related activities until June 1st. We're ever so hopeful that this virus will be behind us at that point, and we'll be able to get back into what we normally do." Harold said football teams would need six to eight weeks to prepare for a season. Didn't offer clear opinion on playing with no fans. But he ended his answer with, June 1st is the date we're going to get back and we're going to practice, and here we go. Uh, I'm also reading another part of the context of what he said. Uh, it says, I'm not going to go out and say yes or no on whether or not uh, they have testing of individual players and whether or not fans are there. He says, I'm just going to refer to the experts. But he says, right now, June 1st is the date. We're going to get back to practice, and here we go. Again, he was referring to how Big Ten institutions have medical research, medical systems, usually with a lot of their universities, as they're doing research on this, trying to be careful. Um, but they said, yeah, we, we think we still need six to eight weeks. So here's the thing, Eric. I'm with the con- or the understanding that if it's safe for players to go out and play a contact physical sport like football, it's safe for the fans to go sit and watch a football game. There's no way that the other can't hold the other hand. Why can't, if players are going to play in a football game, can fans sit and watch the game? What's the difference? What am I missing here? Well, I think with a football team, with the teams themselves, you can have a little more control about who is in that space together. If you've got a player who's got a fever, uh, or you know, you, you can monitor their contact a little bit more. But fans in the stands, you don't know where they're coming from, unless you're going to have some your guy at the ticket gate checking everybody's temperature as they come in. It's going to take two hours to get in to take your seat. President Harold continued on if fans would be allowed to attend the game. He said, "Quote: We would let players. Uh, would we let players play with no fans? I don't know." We'd have to do a lot of testing of the in, of the individual players. Uh, 
I it's it would look weird, really weird to see games played without fans. Well, Nebraska but, would be used to it. <laughs> some schools better than others. Yeah. Um and there may be some sports where, you know what? It's not that big of a group of people involved so we can do this. We can pull it off. Football is the biggest sport. You have the most athletes. Um but, you know, can you do golf without fans? Yeah, absolutely. Can you do NASCAR without fans? Sure you can. Can you do basketball without fans? It's a little bit larger group, but yeah, maybe if you're test if you're doing regular tests for the players, and there's a lot of contact in basketball. Can you do baseball? You probably can't do baseball without fans. But I think football is the, it's A, the big money maker. <laughs> That's a big concern. Yeah. But two, it also involves more people. And so it's a little bit harder to manage. I wonder. No, I get it. I just think fans are going to be frustrated at the fact that they can't go watch a football game, but the players can go play. And I think a lot of fans won't understand why. Maybe. But you know what? If I get the option of still watching it, on television, as opposed to not having it happen, I would choose watching it on television. Obviously, the the preference is to be there in person, but if it means having the games or not having the games, I'd be okay with staying home and still have the games played. Why don't we start the season? I know it's too late now, but why don't we start the season in July? Start a month early, end a month early. We're done... Like the national championships in December. The bowl games are in November. So when the virus, if it were to kick back up, or the flu bug comes back up, we're done. I don't know. It's it because I know I understand the risk of playing in August and September and going until December, January. I I don't know. Hey, uh, by the way, just want to pass this along. Uh, there looks like a pretty severe thunderstorm heading our direction. Oh, that's wonderful. There were some tornado warnings in south southern Idaho, and that's heading this direction. Okay. Uh, I haven't heard of a specific tornado warning for our area, but there are reports that there could be some ping-pong-sized hail impacting Malad, heading towards Preston, kind of some gusting winds. Uh, within the next 10 to 15 minutes or so. So just be aware of that if you're in those areas. Be careful. Um, More things to discuss here in the Full Court Press. Uh, The the debate continues, and I believe it will continue until some sports begin to happen. So this is a distraction. This distraction goes away, and we're distracted by other things. But the debate that is raging about the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love continues. We'll hear some more comments from that. Uh, NCAA has made a ruling on name, image, and likeness. How that could affect a school like Utah State and its athletes. And the G League, more blue chip players coming out of high school. There's been a couple of them now are, are considering going straight to the G League and bypassing college, uh, college basketball altogether. Um, is that 
a doomsday scenario for the NCAA, or is it really not that big a deal? We'll discuss that coming up next here in the Full Court Press. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is just a situation overall, though, that there's no doubt that they thought about this beforehand. They knew what the ramifications were going to be, and quite honestly, they didn't care. They're looking forward to not only the short term where they feel they can compete, but the long term as well. And they don't really care how this affects Aaron. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, that was Lewis Riddick saying that the the Packers don't care about Aaron Rodgers and how he's feeling. Uh, This What a kick to the groin if you're Aaron Rodgers. Is it? Why? What do you mean, why? Eric. Are we making a bigger deal of this than it needs to be? Yes, but in the last 15 years, how many receivers have they drafted in the first round? How many running backs have they drafted in the first round? How many how many tight ends have they drafted in the first round? Zero, man. So Aaron and yet Rod- and yet they were still in the NFC Championship game a year ago. Yeah, that's because last Ar- year that's because of Aaron Rodgers, not because of the running backs or receivers, because of Aaron Rodgers. So give the guy a little help. What what can what can you do for me? I'm but look. Get- they've already proven that they don't need to go get those types of players and yes, still have they a successful do, program. Because San Francisco proved that you do need to go get those guys. If Aaron Rodgers has a a Michael Smith or a, yeah a Michael Thomas to throw to, if he has a uh, a Jimmy Graham to throw to, if he has you know one of the great tight ends, uh, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Rodgers is going to a few Super Bowls. But he doesn't got that help. He's got to do it all on his own. He hasn't had help since Jordy Nilsson, and we're talking back in 2011. And they had that Amon Green uh, running back as well. But it's been a while. And so I understand he's frustrated. So instead of going to get one of those guys who are quite available during the draft at the point you're about to draft at 26, you go pick up a backup quarterback who's going to be available in round two? I don't know how far, but he will be. But you're right. Are we making a bigger deal of it? Absolutely. But again, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Future Hall of Famer. Uh, more from Lewis Riddick. It's more specifically about Jordan Love and how that could, as he put it, rock the foundation of the Green Bay Packers. You can compare this if you want to when Aaron was drafted, when Brett was there. But remember, Aaron Rodgers fell to the Green Bay Packers, and the Green Bay Packers just honored their board and picked him and took the value pick. This was a calculated move. So obviously they have some plans going on, you know, in their mind in the future. And they better manage this relationship over the next two years because this is a football team that's on the cusp of winning. But if your quarterback is not dialed in and your quarterback is not all in, this could potentially be something that really rocks the foundation of this organization. I just feel bad for Jordan Love. He's just sitting there like, dude, I didn't choose this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I just want to go play football. Well, and you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't choose this in 05. No, true. <laughs> he was excited to go learn under Brett Favre. He was thrilled. And he did for a couple of seasons. Brett Favre didn't make it easy for no. him. No. Heavens no. So is he going to let history repeat itself? Or is he going to be a bigger man and I, be more mature about I it? I think in the end he's a bigger man. I think in the end he helps him out. I do. I think in the end he says, look, I've 
I've got two years, but look, this guy didn't do anything wrong to me. He didn't wrong me. He didn't call the Packers and say, hey, will you draft me so I can go play underneath Aaron Rodgers? There I wanna, none. Yeah, I, I want to move that old guy out. It's going to be my team. Yeah, can I, can I take over? There's none of that. Aaron will realize that he'll be a good teammate in the end. He will not be a Packer, though. You know, Jordan Love's not that big bombastic personality either. No. Oh, and and, and Rogers is going to. I think Rogers will figure that quickly. out quickly. Oh but, like, yeah. This isn't. This isn't some big personality yeah. like. This isn't a guy who's Cleveland. like, hey, can I have the camera on me? Right. Can you film me on the sideline calling plays for Aaron Rodgers? No. Now, but you know what? With that, there's going to be a lot of preseason camera and attention on Jordan Love. Like, so when Aaron plays a game and Jordan plays a game, they're going to go to Jordan and say, hey, what do you think? You know, how did you feel like you did? Do you feel like you're ready to take over? The questions of, do you feel like you're ready to take over this team are going to come. Yeah, oh yeah. Whether he asked for it or not, look, life's unfair sometimes. The constant questions about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, all the time. What has Aaron taught you? How has Aaron treated you? Uh, what what have you learned from Aaron? Just stuff like that. And it's, it's going to be all year long. As long as there's a camera and mic around, they will be asking him questions. Uh, Jeff Darlington, he also weighed in saying that, uh, you know what, for, for Green Bay, they don't even know what they have yet out of Jordan Love. So let's let's not overreact. We don't even know what Jordan Love is just yet. So I understand why this is a story. Uh, I think everybody within the Packers gets that. That being said, it's not a thing just yet. I totally agree with that. I, this story should just be put on ice for a couple of months. Uh, from the Packers organization, are they sending a signal? How does Aaron Rodgers react to this? I don't know. None of us know. That they see a guy who's they got a quarterback right now who's 36 years old. There really aren't that many successful quarterbacks in the NFL right now that are 36 years old. Yeah. They it's they're gonna have to draft and get a quality backup quarterback at some point, and their their future, and let him learn from the great guy that they have now. It's gonna take him some time to develop into an NFL quarterback. So, I I'm surprised that this thing keeps going, but because there's nothing else to, to talk, talk about, about, this is yeah the story. that is the story. Yep. It will die down when sports gets back going, and, and no one will be more happier than Jordan Love. Oh, yes. Now, like, think about that. The one who's really annoyed by it the most isn't Aaron Rodgers, isn't the Green Bay Packers coaching staff. It is Jordan Love. Because right. Why can't anybody ask me about, hey, here's an opportunity to learn from a great quarterback and be in, in, the, in the NFL yeah. and be a part of a great fan base and a great organization. Instead, they're focusing on one player and his potential relationship with that player. It's how it is. Welcome to the NFL, Jordan Love. <laughs> Welcome to 2020. I, I do feel bad for him. I do feel bad. Because like you said, he just wants to play football. He He's the one who's most excited to just get on the football field and play. And then he's probably begging the PR guy, hey, no questions, no conferences. Please just like make Aaron do it all. For my sake. Yeah, if Jordan Smart says, look, Aaron's the guy. I'm just here to learn. And then, you know what? That's what you keep saying. Yeah. That is exactly Stick what you... To the that, script. There you go. Exactly. Read, read it verbatim. Jordan's the guy, or excuse me, Aaron's the guy. I am excited to learn from him. You say that a billion times when you're sick of saying it, say it some more.
because in the, by then the mess, the the press and the media will be sick of you. Yeah, they'll be tired of hearing the same thing, and they'll just be like, you know what, we're gonna go to someone else who's gonna give us a a quote. And Jordan's pretty good at saying the right thing over and over and over again. Like we've interviewed him, and I've interviewed him plenty of times. Where I'm like, dude, you told me this two weeks ago. Like, can I get something? Oh, no. <laughs> and then like I love it. And Doug Hoffman laughs and be like, nice job, Jordan. <laughs> so it, it works out well. So if anybody can handle it, Jordan Love can. Stick to it. Yep. Yeah. And like like I said before, he's not this big, not even personality close. that's going to be not even close jumping in front of every. Could camera you imagine? That he sees. Could you imagine if it was Baker Mayfield? Oh, then for sure, it'd be oh my gosh, this is going to be a train wreck. Yeah, this is going to be a nightmare. Like then you fire the Packers GM, you fire the Packers scouting staff. And you probably fire your PR guy at some point just for his sake because he's probably begging to get fired. Like, yeah, it would be a disaster. Joe Burrow, I think, would be a problem, too, to be quite honest with you. I think the, I think the guys that hang low from that situation are Jordan Love and Justin Herbert. Everyone else would have made a big deal out of it for no reason at all. Uh, so if Jordan Love were to be a quarterback under this new... Uh, a proposal that's now been endorsed um, by the NCAA that's now been supported that players can get endorsements. What would that have looked like for Jordan Love? What would that have looked like for Utah State University? We'll discuss that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Hope you're having a great afternoon. By the way, as this uh, thunderstorm rolls in, we understand it does affect our AM signal. So if you hear different pops and flashes. Is that what we're hearing? Yes. Uh, we would invite you to tune into our FM signal if you can or stream online. So we're on 1390 AM, but also 106.9 FM and streaming online 1069thefan.com. Ajay, um, it's been a while since we've seen our intern friends. Yeah. Adam, the intern. So, Gabby. I want to get something off my chest here. I mean, we miss those guys. No, well, we do and we don't. Like, when I told really? Adam, when, when I told Adam that we weren't going to have him come in because of the COVID 19 situation, we were going to make uh, that, that the Cash Value Media Group was going to make changes temporarily for until things were able to get back to normal. Adam was like, oh, sweet, cool. Yeah, well, see you later. Bye. And then hung up on me. <laughs> Gabby was like almost in tears. She felt bad. She loves it here. Adam was like, well, psh, I'm out. Hey, change your tune here. Adam sent us a nice note today. Thank you, Eric. I know we didn't get to work a lot this go around. Wait, thank you, who? Oh, yeah, he does say, and Ajay. I know we didn't get to work a lot this go-around, but it was a lot of fun, and thank you for sharing uh, or showing me what it takes to do radio, to do a radio show. So it was very nice of him. Okay, time out. So thank you for the nice note. I, I'll just keep everything else that was with it. It was a nice note, yeah. Did he give you, like, did he crochet a gift for you? Uh, no. With your face on it? Or my face on it for you? No, these are not crocheted, but I'll just hold on to these for safekeeping. 
that what I think it is? Did he do... Oh, it's not what I think it is. I thought it was something else. I'll the tell gift, you. I'll, the gift I'll, cards to a local restaurant, but I'll just, I'll I'll, just hold on to I'll them. tell you after off the air what I thought it was. Oh, I don't want to tell you on the air. Um, uh, yeah. Hey, thank you, Adam. I uh, appreciate our interns. Hey, are we going to let them come back when everything gets back to normal, like next in 2021? Or are we like, nah, you know what? You're out. Peace. I think if it, yeah, if there are high school students or even university students that would like to, we'd love to have you be a part. Of you get to hang out, helping make the show with Audrey every day for two hours. You will learn and be educated underneath the Michael Jordan of radio. That is sports guy. Sports guy. <laughs> Oh man, sports guy. No, it's been fun. Uh, thanks to, to to Gabby and uh, I'll call him Michael. What's his name? Adam. 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 Thanks, Adam. Which in some circles is the same thing, apparently. But. <laughs> uh, Eric. Uh, okay, name, name, image, likeness. Yep. The announcement came that uh, athletes will be paid, whether it's via social media. Brochures, covers, uh, magazines, or whatever, that they will be credited and compensated for their name and likeness, money wise. Do you know what the first thought that came to my mind when this was announced? The very first thought. There, there how, are a few restrictions to that, but. Is continue. how much Sam Merrill would have made. Really? Like, how much? Would he have made a lot? A grand. So an athlete in Logan, Utah, what what are they going to get? Uh, I mean, okay, maybe maybe a grand, couple grand. Yeah, at the most. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If you're in Los Angeles, oh, if you're dude, in, if you're in, if you're in SEC Georgia, country, yeah. If you're in South Carolina, Florida. If you're Texas. in Michigan, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So there are a few restrictions. So that might that might change this amount here. Yes, I think oh. significantly. Oh, okay. So um, it's so they're saying that they do. The NCAA has finally said they do allow they do support this proposal to allow athletes to sign endorsement deals and receive payment for other work outside of what they do on the field of play. Provided by here's the here's the thing that the school does not get involved in any of the payments, so there's like this secondary market that's going to pop up, saying you know friends, some uncle that's going to try to manage this stuff for a player, um, that, to say hey we're we're going to handle the endorsement deals for Jordan Love here in Logan, school can't be involved. Also, they can't. Well, the the athlete can say. I play football at Utah State University. They can't use this, the, the school's logo. Huh. Well, that makes a difference. So they can reference their sport and school, but they would not be able to use school logos or branding in those advertisements, which seems weird. If I'm going to say I play for Utah State University, but I can't use the logo, it just seems odd. You know, when they did some things with like, uh, 
the you know, players associations in the professional leagues. If you see uh, an officially endorsed product by a, an NBA player, they'll have, there's the player, but they'll also have the, the team logo or whatever. But you'll also see some where it's just the, the person and they're, they're stripped of any logos for the team. But they don't say they play for the team. It's obvious. Everybody knows who they are. So sometimes you'll see an athlete in some generic jersey putting up some shots in a gym and then come tell you about, I don't know, health insurance <laughs> or a local car dealer. But uh, unless they're officially affiliated with the school or make payments to, or excuse me, to that, uh, that team, then they're just making a side deal with that player. And basically this is what this is saying. You can say you're, you can identify who you are, what sport you play. You can even say what school you play at. You just can't use those school logos, which it seems a little like we're kind of missing the mark on this. And they're also saying the schools can't handle it. The schools can't be the ones regulating it. They can't be the ones handling the money, which maybe is a smart thing, but I don't know. It still seems a little complicated. Yeah, it it is. I I, I mean... But isn't that going to be part of the recruiting process? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you, isn't it? So, I mean, you can't bring the the big donor car dealer guy on your recruiting trip, but you can make it pretty clear. Look, we've got a big donor car dealer guy that when you come on campus, he wants to have you seen driving around in his car. So we're going to hook you up with a, with a car. His name's Bob, and, uh, and Bob's a really good guy. A couple times a year, you're going to hang out at his place. And he's going to send you some cash. Hey, can I just like turn the wheel off-road for just a second on this, on this topic? Sure. What do you think guys like Reggie Bush and Chris Webber are thinking right now? About time. Do you at all, if you were them in, in, in their shoes, do you go back to USC or Michigan and say, hey, put those damn things back up and recognize us as champions because that's exactly what we are? Or is that too long gone now? I think it's too long gone. I think there may that have been sucked, some other man. things outside of that too. No way. Well, money being exchanged for things unrelated to what we're talking about specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the family members and... Oh, okay. So, like, taking care of your family members then. Right. Oh, mom and dad. Okay. Okay. Well, that, oh, okay. We're good. Sorry. I misunderstood you. Now, that I would understand. But we don't know if that's the case. No idea. Uh, JT Barrett. He's not oh, far removed one. Yeah. from playing. He was that's a high-profile athlete. Yep. He weighed in on this. He thinks it's pretty cool. It's uh, very interesting being that... Um you know, this is a very new thing. I think it's going to be tough, uh, dependent on each player, because, I mean, some players are not as notarized as others, right? So I think that's when it's going to be tough as far as, like, is there going to be an equal, equal opportunity for everybody? And and if so, or if not, is everybody going to be okay with that? So I think it's going to be tough, but I think it's going to be cool also knowing that those guys will be able to make opportunities to make money for their families, too. Was JT Parrott part of the team or guys who exchanged the rings for money for tattoos? Who was? No. There's a few Ohio State football players who got in trouble for that like three years ago. I can't remember who it was. 
uh, Bruce Pearl, he's college basketball coach. He thinks it's okay. This is another step in us doing everything we can to support our student athletes. Uh, there's a, a lot of details that are going to need to be worked out, but obviously this is an unprecedented step by the NCAA and it's challenged, challenged to manage the system and maintain you know, some form of amateurism. I, I think that, look, when, when you're on campus and you've got somebody on campus that has their own YouTube channel or they start a business, as a student on campus, they can make money off of what they're doing. They could do an endorsement deals if they wanted. They're an, uh, uh, an influencer. Uh, but a, uh, somebody else on that same campus is prohibited from doing that. And that seems anti, you know, capitalism, anti-American. But at the same time, we also have this guise of, look, we, we need this to be amateur athletes. Uh, we need to have the same kind of level playing field, at least, if we're all going to compete in the same space. Um, so I, I think that it could be interesting where players that go to a, a university that it is the biggest deal in that state or in its town could be better off than some players that go to a big city, but where it's really watered down with a lot of other options. Like somebody going to Nebraska could come out better than this, uh, come out better with this than somebody who is at, I don't know, Cal. Um, but I think it's going to widen the gap even further from the haves and the have-nots. If you're in a power conference, you're going to have access to more resources, more donor money, more opportunities than if you're not in a Power 5 conference. So I guess, let me ask you this. Who will be affected more in a, in a negative way? Smaller schools dealing with this situation where athletes can get paid at bigger colleges with bigger pockets, or the G League taking blue bud basketball players away because they can pay these guys $500,000, $125,000 in a pathway program to get them ready for the NBA? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I think this the first one op- applies to more players and more okay. people. Yeah, fair right? enough. It's college. Football, it's basketball, it's baseball, it's hockey. You know, your some of your premier sports that that definitely affects. A few cases, gymnastics and women's basketball. But um, for it, as it relates to uh, college basketball, this G League move, where they're trying to create this G League Select or G League Elite squad, um, it, it's creating an enticing plan for some high school athletes to say, "Look, I'm going to bypass the college thing and just go directly here." Mm. And honestly. I think there's going to collect a few players, but I think by and large, the, your most of your good high school players are going to say, "Look, my opportunity is better for exposure better. Yep. Yep. at the college level. My my potential for development is better at the college level." But there's still going to be the handful of 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 people that say, "Look, I gotta I gotta get paid now. I gotta take care of my family. Um, I think I'm good enough for this next level now. I don't need to go mess around." And go land somewhere where a college coach isn't going to give me that opportunity. 
Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, that's that's a good way to answer that question. But Audrey, let's for this uh, <clears throat> this uh, endorsement plan. Let's look just look specifically in the Mountain West Conference. How much more of an advantage does Fresno State, Boise State, UNLV? How much more of an advantage do they have over a Utah State or a Wyoming? Wyoming definitely and significantly. Absolutely significantly. We're going to find out a lot, Eric, about why players go to Utah State. Is it because of Craig Smith? Or, or Gary Anderson. Or Gary Anderson. Or, K- or Coach Kayla Art. Or is it about opportunities and exposure? Um, legal exposure. Let me clear that up. Uh, appropriate and legal exposure. Uh, is it about that? We're going to find out why players go to Utah State and how dedicated and loyal they really are to the university. Haven't we already been wading into that already? <sighs> That's a good question. I yes. Mean, to some degree, don't we already have that system in place? Yeah. Well, that pecking order already established? What do you mean? Oh, like school-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but but things are going to change. San Diego State is going to change in 2021 <laughs> with that new stadium and the opportunities. UNLV is going to change because of Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to change. They're True. going to move up the pecking order. How does or if far does Boise State fall? Do they fall two spots, one spot? I that's I mean that's a question you got to really hold up now. And and I think it changes for every sport. Football it changes. It's, football it is different from basketball. Football is different from basketball. But could you imagine um, if just I mean hypothetically, if Las Vegas UNLV said, "Hey, we're going to play an outdoor basketball game in the Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. They're going to change it into a court, and we're going to play an outdoor basketball game." Like who wouldn't want that opportunity? Because they have the facilities to take care of you. Wyoming doesn't. Colorado State's sort of there. New Mexico does not. No. San Jose certainly not. Oh yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna see some you're gonna see the order change a little bit. All right, uh gotta take a step aside to call timeout here on the full court press when we come back. Some other breaking news about baseball that we want to get to. We'll discuss that coming up next to the Full Court Press. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Seen it, and mm-hmm. I've seen it, how much those major league players just enjoy that day so much being in Williamsport with all those kids really brings them back to their youth. So we're, we're really going to miss that this year. But, you know, we have a great partnership and with Major League Baseball, and uh, you know, we really look forward to making 2021 even bigger and better. That was Steve Keener and uh, saying that there's no Little League World Series this year. That has officially been canceled. So here's the thing. Minor League Baseball came out on Twitter yesterday at 5.52 p.m. just after our show, Eric, and said, quote, the report circulating tonight that the 2020 Minor League Baseball season has been canceled is false. 
Minor League Baseball has confirmed with Major League Baseball that no such statement was made. No decision has been made as to when it will be safe to begin the 2020 season. Now, uh, the guy named Joe on Twitter, uh, who is he's a contributor at Baseball America uh, and uh, you know part of the MLB draft analysts and such for Minor League Baseball, he says, I stand by my sources in this, in this story completely. I was contacted independently by an agency representing four minor leaguers at advanced levels. I did not go seeking this information. It was brought to my desk. I cross-checked with, th- I cross-checked with this with another agency representing two players, uh, and uh, I found them to be both giving me si- very similar information. So we've got a difference of opinion here. I would say so. He goes on to say, the headline and language of the story that I've put out about the minor league baseball being canceled has been adjusted slightly to reflect that no official message has been distributed by the league. Rather, the sources consulted in this story were informally advised that there would be no regular MILB season in 2020. Messaging reflects that an alternate plan is being put in place, that Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball have not confirmed that the season is canceled, and likely would not do so until a firm plan is in place and ready to be put into action. The original facts and sources of this story remain true. Well, Joe, it's you versus Major League Baseball, buddy. Not so, so basically, he's deciding what the sport agents of these players that represent these players, what they are hearing, what they have seen, versus what official minor league baseball officials are saying. Uh, so, I don't know. It's still to be determined, I guess. But, Ajay, I'd be surprised if major league baseball, or excuse me, minor league baseball uh, does happen. This year, it's under enough scrutiny and enough financial strain as it is. But uh, I don't know. This is yeah. <laughs> if you're my only baseball, you're like, come on, guys, are we playing or are we not? Have a great night, everybody. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NCAA's top governing body announced yesterday that they will support athletes' ability to profit off their own image. No surprise, the NCAA's recommendation will probably work well for the NCAA. They don't have to take on the burden of paying players. They say there will be safeguards against boosters taking advantage of the new system. Let's be realistic. The NCAA aspires to keep sports above board. We all know there's always been corruption and there probably always will be. The NCAA didn't have much of a choice. Public sentiment and the legal community made this move inevitable. College players were going to be able to earn money. Now the NCAA faces the task of enforcing a new set of rules that could be murkier than the current system. As for the athletes, the top ones should do well. I don't know about the vast majority. Hopefully this will strengthen college sports and be a step forward in the fair treatment of athletes who are making the schools a lot of money. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.